0: welcome to the bobcast we've got a great one today uh we will start with our normal nfl recap and fantasy recap but we've got a special guest today we are welcoming the mr paul burns to the episode we got a great segment with him followed up by going over our matches matchups this week together so we got a loaded episode for you guys hope you enjoy all right let's get this rolling week two we start with the Vikings going to the Eagles and the Eagles decided to enforce their will just running the ball straight down the Vikings throats DeAndre Swift with 28 carries 175 yards and a TD the Vikings defense couldn't stop a nosebleed offense gave a fighting chance as Kirk Cousins threw for 364 yards and four TDs but that was not enough as the Eagles take this one 34 to 28. We go to Atlanta as the Pau... Packers visited the Falcons. The Packers looked like they had this one finished up but the Falcons mounting a huge comeback behind Bijan Robinson with 124 yards as they kick a last second field goal to win this one 25-24. The Bills looking for a bounce back game as the Raiders come to town and from the very start the Bills had control of this one. Josh Allen, zero turnovers 274 yards and three TDs. Meanwhile Wow, they it looks like they actually have a running game this year as James Cook ran for another 123 yards as the Bills dominate this one. 38 to 10. Inner division rivals squared off as the Ravens went to the Bengals. Bengals looking to get that offense going again, but that was not the case. Ravens took control of this one early. Lamar Jackson, 237 yards passing, two DDs. Gus Edwards, another 62 yards carrying, and one touchdown was enough to overpower the Bengals. Even though they had a late comeback, it was still not enough. And the Bengals drop to 0-2, falling to the Ravens 27-24. The Seahawks go to the Lions for the Lions' home opener, and it was a wild one. Offense was a plenty as Geno Smith threw for 328 yards. David Montgomery, meanwhile, ran for 67 yards, 1 TD before he got hurt as they went back and forth. But in overtime, the Seahawks were able to win this one with a pass to Tyler Lockett to win 37-31. Chargers went to the Titans as the Chargers looked like the most discombobulated defense out there titans actually were able to throw it on the chargers believe it or not chargers offense was able to hang in there but behind derrick henry's 80 yards and one touchdown the titans took this one 27 24 the hapless bears went to the buccaneers as baker mayfield has an absolute renaissance of a career 317 yards one td while Mike Evans came alive 171 yards in one TD, the Buccaneers took this one 27-17 to move to 2-0. And what many thought would be an offensive slat juggernaut, it was more of a defensive slugfest as the Jaguars hosted the Chiefs. But it was the Chiefs that were able to muster up just enough offense behind, of course, none other. Patrick Mahomes on his 28th birthday, 305 yards and two TDs. Christian Kirk did have his big day, though. 11 reception, 110 yards. But the Jaguars could not find the end zone at all, as the Chiefs take this one 17-9. The Colts vs. Texans many thought would be the bottom of the league. It was an offensive explosion as Richardson scored twice in the first quarter. But left with a concussion, leaving leaving Gardner Minshew to finish off the game. Cj Stroud had his welcome to the NFL moment with 384 yards and two TDs. Nico Collins absolutely dominating right now, 146 yards and one TD. But that was not enough as the Colts rode behind their early lead to take this one, 31-20. 49ers went to the Rams, and the 49ers once again had Sean McVay's number. Christian McCaffrey ran for 116 yards, one TD, but Puka Nakua continues to steal the country's hearts. Uh, on 15 receptions for 147 yards, but the, uh, with a late field goal from the Rams to cover, 49ers still took this one, 30-23. to 23. The Giants looked like they were dead, going to the Cardinals to start the game, going to the half scoreless, but they finally woke up Daniel Jones coming back with 321 yards, two DDs. Jalen Hyatt coming to the NFL with a huge 89-yard game. As the Giants, with a massive comeback from behind, game scoring 14 points in the third quarter, another 17 in the fourth, to take this one 31-28. The Jets versus Cowboys, and it was all Cowboys. Jets' offense is terrible. Cowboys dominated this as CeeDee Lamb and the offense and Dak Prescott were able to get this one rolling. Dak Prescott with 255 yards and two DDs as the Cowboys dominated the Jets 32-10. The commanders going to the Broncos. Broncos thought they had this thing wrapped up, going up 23 to 3, or going up 23 in halftime. But the commanders, with a late touchdown, sent them in, which was mounted the comeback in the very end. Russell Wilson had an unbelievable Hail Mary to tie it up. But the two-point conversion was not enough as the Washington Commanders rode behind Brian Robinson, 87 yards, 2 DDs. Commanders take this one, 35-33. Sunday night, the Dolphins going to the Patriots, and the Patriots once again not being able to pull up much, much offense. Dolphins rode behind Mossert this time, 121 yards, 2 DDs. As the Dolphins win 24-17. And then we go to the doubleheader Monday night starting with the Saints and Panthers. Not much to talk about there. But the Saints were able to pull it through just enough. As Tys- Taysom Hill was the best running back and quarterback on the f- field. As he had 9 carries for 75 yards. And the Saints take this one 20-17. And we go to the Steelers versus Browns. Where Deshaun Watson looked Terrible, but so did the Steelers' offense. It was two scores on defense that led the Steelers to this win as they take this one 26 22. All right, let's see what happened last week in fantasy. Alright, right, it was week two in the Naptown Bowl, and it was a score fest. The offensive fences woke up this week, and we will start with Red Zone Capital Management against Double Down Dabo. Red Zone Capital Management was able to continue their momentum, their defense, putting another 15 points. But it was Justin Herbert with 26 points, Stevenson with another 13, and Mike Evans having a huge game with 29 points that was able to seal this one, 22-88. to 88. Meanwhile, double down Dabo. Following the Bengals' offense, it was another bleak week with the only 88 points. Joe Burrow scoring 20 points but that was not without him re-injuring his calf. Now questionable for this upcoming week. T. Higgins woke up as well with 24 points, but that was about all that was cooking. Again, Red Zone Capital Management, 122 to Double Down Dabo, 88. Next we go Bijan, Nijan, Dijon against Please Don't Let Me Be Last. And Robert's team delivered like we thought they would. Robert dominated, 166 to 106. Patrick Mahomes, 26 points. Keenan Allen, a huge 28 points. Shaw White, another 18. Brian Robinson, 27 points. Mark Andrews back with a 13. Debo Samuel with 19. And that was even with a minus one of the New York Giants defense. Meanwhile, Bijan, Nijan, Dijon Jones having a big game of 35 points, able to make up for Kirk Cousins being the bench with 38 points. Justin Jefferson, another 22, but it was bleak from there. Michael Thomas, nine points, decent enough, but Travis Ntn with five and Damian Pierce with four is just not going to do it. Again, please don't let me blast. Moves two, one and one, one, with a 166 to 106 win. Next, we go to the Range Goats versus the one legged Chubb. It came down late. As the one-legged Chubb was hoping Njoku was going to pull it off. And Rashid, Rashid Shahid was going to be the big scorer for Range Goats. But that was not the case. One-legged ch- Chubb was able to hold on to this one. 113-103. to 103, Derek Carr with only 7 points. DK Metcalf another 10. 24 from Barkley before getting injured. And once again, Cade's kicker with 12 points. Pulling in one of his high scores. On the other side, one-legged Chubb. Lamar Jackson getting back to it with 26 points, 10 points from Waddle, 16 points from Pollard, but the big winner was Nico Collins with 25 points. One legged Chubb moves to 1 and 1 with a 113 to 103 win. The Corinthian Grid versus Bleeding Green hurt so good. Corinthian Grid tried to. P- Prove a point and lost big time. They had a chance to win this one, but when you have a 1.4 in for your running back, when you had a 12 point scorer on your bench that you just didn't want to put in because he's a Raven, you're an idiot and you deserve to lose this game. It was not great for Bleeding Green Hurts. A dismal performance by Trevor Lawrence. The rest of the team was able just to hobble behind James Cook and Hawkinson, 22 point, 19 point game, and that was just enough to beat a hobbled Corinthian grid. Bleeding Green moves to, Hurt So Good moves to 2 0 with a 102 win to 93. Next, we have Michael Marr versus Reed in the Wind. This one really came down to Monday night as both were going into the last Monday night game tied even, even with Deshaun Watson left for Reed in the Wind and Najee Harris and Pickens for Michael Maher. Well, Deshaun Watson wasn't great. He did score 14 points, but that was not enough to catch up behind Pickens' huge 21-point game. Najee with four points, looking bad, but again, with a connor 18 point game josh allen 29 point game and receivers put it both putting up 12 points it was enough to beat reed in the wind meanwhile other side smith with 22 points and Bijan with another 21 overall a completely decent game but michael maher able to take this one 127 to 115 Next, we go to Crosby Show and Colonels. Both teams looking for a bounce back in the first week, and the Colonels were able to deliver. That was behind 32 points from Russell Wilson with the pit waiver wire pickup. But it was the receivers with Garrett Wilson with 15 points, Devontae Adams 17, and DJ Moore 14 that led the team. Derrick Henry, another 17 points, was able to do it. On the other side, Justin Fields able to somehow scrounge to get 18 Kenneth Walker, 17 points. Del- Darren Waller, another 10. And McLaren another 13. But it was pretty bad on the top of Jacobs, who rushed for negative yards. And Ayuk, who in- was injured out there. And Calvin Ridley just couldn't get his feet down in the end zone. Colonels win this one, 112-94. to And finally, we have nothing because that was the last game all right let's go to the overview and league standings so in first place we have red zone capital management with 261 points at 2-0 followed by number two michael marr 2-0 with 235 points Bleeding Green hurts so good with a lucky 2-0 with only 206 points, but Gus Edwards taking that last win to get that 2-0 and being third. Next, we go to fourth in the league. Please don't let me be last at 1-1 one one with 233 points, followed by number 5, Reading in the Wind, 1-1 one one with 226 points. Bijan, Nijan, Dijan at number 6, 1-1, one one, 218 points and one-legged chub at seven with 210 points eight we have range goats one and one with 195 points and colonels making up looking to work from a bad first week one and one with 165 points next we move to our first and two team at number 10 corinthian grid with 186 points 11 the crosby show 0 and two with 177 points and at 12 Rounding out, double down Dabo, 0-2 with 144 points. All right, that was last week. Let's uh, get it going with Paul. All right, we're back. We are here with a special guest, Mr. Paul Burns in the
1: flesh. Paul, thank you for joining the Bobcast. Bobby, it's great to be here. As you know, I'm a long-term listener. Um, and it's it's an honor. I mean, this was, I was looking forward to this for really the last week since you asked me, so I'm glad to be here and just to handle our league a little bit together and, um, you know, kind of Generating a little banter back and forth here. I like it. Well, you were the first guest in almost like two years too, so you got what, that going. What you. What prompted you to ask me first of all those members been, in the league? You've been asking the most. Well, that's true, but I'm sure squeaky, other people have been asking yeah, too.
0: Squeaky, squeaky will gets the grease, okay. so all right. we went in that direction, which of course now... Oh, there's going
1: to be an avalanche yeah. of people wanting Although, to. Although,
0: I think everyone wants to hear Elliot on here. Give explanations of what the heck's going on. Everyone may be a stretch, uh,
1: but yes, yeah, some people probably are curious. It'd to be entertaining. His erratic behavior. It's yes, great content. Yes, I'm in the content game here. That's true. You are the content king of the league. So,
0: Paul, let's uh, before we get into it. Well, how do you feel about your team so far?
1: Uh, two and zero. Oh, feel good. Feel mm-hmm. like I squeaked one out um, against Phil this week. I honestly felt bad. Like I mean, yeah, Pickens twenty one points. That was. I woke up Tuesday morning, and that was a nice surprise. So yeah, it helps. Um, Deshaun Watson stinks now. Deshaun stinks. Yep. So I feel good though. I feel I feel like I've got a solid team, a deep team. Uh, I have some concerns. I won't vocalize those because I don't want them to be weaponized against me later, you know, in the season. But overall, I feel good. I feel like I'm I'm in the running. All right. I like it. Well,
0: I think that was a good first kickoff here. Uh, you you mentioned Pink Pickens. Yes, and I know George Pickens most of the league is very curious about that trade because that was the first trade I've ever saw of two receivers on the same team go back and forth for nothing else right pre before even one game was played yes so yeah. um, and obviously it has worked out very well for you right. getting you the win this week so I think everyone wants to
1: know what's the story behind that yeah and no, I've been getting that question a lot I mean that's one thing about the league this year. So many side techs flying around. So a lot of people have been asking me, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, what prompted that before the season started. Um, Bobby's the only one that knows the true story. Uh, and I, I am going to leave the person's name out of it just to protect them. But uh, post-draft, pre-week one, um, I was trying to make some moves and I, I had proposed a trade for a, a pretty high value running back. And the the person which... In whom I proposed it to, my original offer was Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson for this um, top tier running back. They said, no thanks, you know, if, uh, but their reply was, if it was George Pickens instead of Deontay Johnson, I would do it. And so I then immediately texted James, said, James, would you be interested in Deontay Johnson for George Pickens? Immediately he texted back, said, let's do it. So within 15 minutes, I had George Pickens on my team. I then Text back, said or unsaid manager here and said, All right, I just traded for Pickens, you ready to roll. Najee and Pickens for again this unnamed running back. Then to much much to my chagrin, this person then kind of went silent for a while, and then the next morning said, ah, I'm gonna wait and see. So that is why I ultimately came to um, procure George Pickens. Uh, now where I sit, it's kind of a, a blessing in disguise for me that um, the person backed out on the trade for a whole number of reasons. Um, and so, anyways, that's the story. That's how I came to get George Pickens. I I like it.
0: I mean, I think, uh, without going too much detail, it's uh, things w- it would have helped that other person's team quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, where the status is now. And uh, yeah. it's funny how that works out. But yeah. classic fantasy story. Oh, it's a good one. So, yep. Well, well, I asked Paul to come here, um, and we're going to do what we're calling top five observations. So Paul's top five observations for the Nat Town League. We're going to go starting with five and at one. Um, So let's
1: get started and do it. Number five, Paul. Yeah, number five is more of a hot take than it is an observation. Uh, And I'm titling it Double Down Dabo is Not Dead Yet. And there's been a lot of talk about Pat really, you know, he really went all in on the bit of going for one team. And, you know, what's Pat really doing? Mathematically, it's impossible for him to really score over 100 points each each week with all, all the Bengals players. And, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But I, I just am kind of observing how soon we forget this is a man that won the league last year. And he starts 0 and 2, and all of a sudden everyone's writing him off for dead. And so I, I'm not ready to do that. I think, uh, one, the Bengals could reorient and his team could start looking really good. I also think there's a lot of trade capital on Pat's team. Joe Mixon, uh, half the teams in our league would kill for him right yes, now. Yes, agree. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. People are, I mean, look at Elliott. He's offering multiple running backs for any wide receiver and
0: I've heard of a trade for Chase that was actually an unbelievable trade. Right. So so,
1: I, so all yeah. I'm saying with observation number 5, double on double down Dabo's not dead. I I think if he makes some moves via trade and or the Bengals kind of get their act together, he's going to be right there in the running. I'm not worried about him and and I, I I'm a bit frustrated just how quickly people have have kind of, you know, discarded our reigning champion. So that's number 5, Bobs. I like it. Well, some comments there, so
0: I I probably haven't completely written them off, but I also have a lot of faith, and I think you bring a good point of capital because I think the the Bengals are in big trouble, um, and it starts with Joe Burrow's calf injury being reactivated aggravated, and uh, it looks like he it's sounding like he's not going to play this weekend. Um, And it doesn't help that Anthony Richardson on Pat's bench is also questionable with concussion protocol. So that's problem number one. I agree where there are moves to be made. And one of those two receivers, Higgins or Chase, can bring the running back help that's needed. Alexander Madison, though has taken a huge step in the la- down in the last couple hours with the acres trade, which, of course, benefits you. Cha-ching. Um, so Akers isn't completely dead on, on your roster, but obviously that takes away touches from Madison. Um, Montgomery, ha- he d- hasn't started Montgomery yet. Montgomery he looks to be carrying the ball heavily for the Lions and continues to. He'll probably be out three to four weeks, but when he comes back, that's going to help. But, I agree. It's gonna be the moves that are made for trade capital. I will say, if Smith, that that is the one that uh he really needs to just drop and pick up. I I get the bit, but the, the bit's not worth a goose egg or
1: a one or a two. Yeah, I'm just saying oh and two. Two weeks yeah. in, you know, too early to tell here, okay? It's our reigning champ. All right. Well, I like it. So Double down, Dabo is not dead. Let's move on to number four. All right, number four observation. I've been in the league several years here, so um, you, you start to kind of pick up on the relational nuance that's flying around within the league. And so my my you know observation number four it does have to do with Elliot. Now Elliot gets a lot of press. I even you know was was hesitant to you know loop him into my observations, but. I've, I've really started to have this perception that Elliott doesn't really measure himself against the rest of the league. He only measures himself against Brad. And I think, you know, what's our saying, that imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Elliott's um, style pretty much identically mimics Brad at this point. Look at how they both drafted. They both spent really big, really early on two players went really all in on on two guys right off the bat had very little money left later in in the draft. You know, what do they both do, I mean, really even before week 1, that who visits the wave, waiver wire harder than Brad and Elliot. And and we all know that Brad, I mean, if you took a straw poll, he's he's the manager of the league, like just just look at the history of our league. I, I really have this perception that Elliot is trying his best to keep up with Brad than he is to keep up with the league. So take it take it for what you want, but I don't know if you want to riff on that at all, uh, Bob's. But but just just something I've kind of picked up on. You can validate it or, yeah. or rebuttal it.
0: Well, I. You know, you bring up a lot of good points I never thought about it that way. It's definitely true. Uh I would say the one rebuttal is the one time Elliot did win this league and I can't believe he won this league. It was because he went crazy on the waiver wire and it all worked. Now, I don't know if that you could do that every year. Um and I think He's obviously trying. He's trying. I don't think you can have the fan mentality and I think that Elliot falls victim to the fan mentality quite often, yep. hence not starting Gus Edwards, you just paid fifty three dollars for that would have i um, didn't do quite the math, but I'm pretty sure he would have won or been a lot closer and in that thing, and also where he's at, every point matters to get above go above the ranking, so I think that's uh that's very interesting i mean i'll also say that. I think there are some wide receiver moves out there that he can make. Uh, I've been surprised by his moves, but, you know, Brad has made very similar moves, and I would say... I they operate in a, in a very similar fashion. So. But yeah, and Brad just has a higher hit rate when it comes to those. Yeah, he does know.
1: a... I think he does a, Brad's a little more research-based. I think Elliot's a little more emotional in terms of, of kind of who he goes after. I think Brad's more logical, more research-based. He's kind of a data guy. And so I think that, that contributes to Brad's hit rate being just a, a bit higher than Elliot's when it comes to the waiver wire. All
0: right. Well, there it is. Elliott trying to keep up with not the Joneses, but
1: Brad. Brad. So we now move to number three. Mm. Number three observation. Uh, very impressed. It's early, but very impressed with both Robert and Kyle. Uh, I think both their teams are phenomenal. And now I, I know Kyle had some tough news this week with Nick Chubb going down. Uh, I think his team is still really good and I mean I play Robert this week I'm literally chalking up as a loss like we haven't even played the game but like I look at this team and I'm like there's no way I win this so I, I especially think like you know Kyle wasn't in the league last year we all know where Robert finished last year to see them in my opinion kind of the top of the pack you know this early I just think it speaks to to kind of their engagement and you know, how far they've both come. I mean, Kyle drafted for Gordo last year, and Gordo's team was, was terrible. And to see him with the lineup that he has, to see Robert with the, the squad he has, I mean, very impressed. You have nothing but good things to say. We'll see if it can last. But early on, it's a it's a glaring observation to me, and, and I think they're both destined for big things this year. I, I completely agree. Now, going over the two teams, I'm going to
0: start with Kyle's, because Kyle's is a very interesting team. I was kind of... So-so on it coming out of the draft, but looking at it, obviously you have Chubb as your anchor, as your two top running backs. But really his running backs he has now, especially compared with all the injuries that are out there, uh, Stevenson and Sanders are not bad. They're probably running back twos, but at this point, running backs are going down so fast that everyone's going to be starting running back twos at best right now. Um, Hitting on Mike Evans, that is... It looks like it's going to be incredible. Him not signing that extension, he's playing for big money and free agency, and yep. it he is fully back. Um, but yeah, he's still got Kristen Watson, who's out, who is starting to test the hamstring this week. So hopefully he'll be back. Um, Mooney, I mean... He's a good flyer on the Bears, but there is some trade capital in there as well. Yeah, he's deep. And yeah.
1: I, I love Geno as a backup. I mean, I think Herbert has played just okay so far. I think he's going to only play better. Uh, Geno as a backup, I mean, half the league right now would would love to have him as a starter. So I think it's a very deep team. So you want to pop over to Roberts? Yeah,
0: let's go take a look at Roberts. Real quick. This just scares me. This <laughs> is, uh, I mean, the, the week one I knew wasn't. Telling the full story. Total aberration. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you're anchored by Patrick Mahomes, um, C.D. Lamb, I, the first week C.D. Lamb, they just didn't need him. Right. So that was part of it. Keenan Allen looks like he's reinvigorated now. Right. There's a big if if he stays healthy. Um, which has been his problem the last yeah. couple of years Rashad White, Ryan Robinson, great pickups Those are actually two I mean they're great pickups I had my eye on both of them Right now they are leading in usage rates In all of fantasy football yeah. Yeah. So Robinson has been the most efficient back And White has touched the ball the most So White isn't having the yards per, per rush That you would like out of one of those running backs But he's running enough where eventually It just kind of starts adding up yeah. Um, now it's if White can keep that spot, uh, that's going to be an issue. But I think that's those are two
1: great, yeah. great anchors right there. I mean, the man's back. got Tua as the backup to Mahomes. I mean, this is this kind of takes me back to Phil last year, who had mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes at the same time. I think it's a very similar situation. So yeah, Robert's team is is not only is it strong at the top, it is it's deep as it can be, and. I'm just glad that I'm going to get it out of the way this weekend playing him. I'm also going to add that Debo Samuel, it's
0: breaking his way every way with Ayuk's injury. And we saw last week Samuel getting those touches. I mean, right now he's got a horseshoe shoved up his butt because it is all turning towards Robert. So nice job, Robert and
1: Kyle. Great job in the league. All right, number two. Yeah, number two uh – I would say I've sensed an air of desperation from a few teams early. I'm not going to name names. I feel like you know who you are, but I do feel like there's a couple teams out there that they just they feel desperate to me. So I don't really want to expand too much on this. I mean, this is, again, very early in the year, but I don't know if I remember in years past kind of um, having this, this feel of, of a couple teams that are are, are really kind of at... They seem like they're at their wits' end at, you know, at week two. So I'm not going to elaborate too much, Bob. Take it from there if you want, but but that's just observation number two is, is there is narrow desperation with, with parts of our league. Well, I'm going to elaborate, Go and I it. am going to say names. So oh, number one on my
0: list, it's, I want you to be honest and agree with me, is Cape. I feel like Cape has been des- desperation mode as soon as that draft ended. Yeah, and uh, obviously he had a huge pickup on the waiver wire
1: um, with Ford. Um, I think that I mean, is huge. Maybe like you know, Cream Hunt's coming back. Like who who knows? Like I mean, it, it looks good right now, but I think
0: it's I think it I don't think he has to worry about Cream Hunt. Cream mm-hmm. Hunt was washed last year. I think they're bringing in a body. Um, there was a lot of talk of Ford out camp. Uh, A lot of people saying if he wasn't behind Chubb, he'd probably be a starting running back at other teams. Um, So I have high hopes that could be a lead changer there. But as we're looking in the last, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes, uh, he picked up Matt Breida, obviously with with Barkley being called out. Um Jones being out doesn't help. But yeah, I feel like there's been a flurry of moves. I mean, he just dropped and picked back up uh Jason Smith Najigba <laughs> in in within three yeah, weeks. That doesn't seem so. desperation. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's never a good sign. So that was my number one. Um number two, we kinda talk about it, is Elliot. Uh you yeah, know, I, I've never seen that. more waiver wire moves in my life. Um I then go to Brad. Um, Again, we just talked about it, too. Brad's a little more calculated. Yep. um, But he he tends to hit. I mean, he made the big play for Pitts, um, which he's brewing for a big game. I know other people say otherwise, but he is going to pop at least one or two games here. Hunter Henry um, picked him back up after dropping him. Uh, Yeah, Brad's running backs are an issue, but... Yo, know, I feel like it's very wise moves, but he was definitely coming out of the draft a little panicked. Um the other one is uh I want to say he's not as panicked as most. Um but for good reason is Ryan, Ryan has made calm, calculated moves, but obviously with DK or uh JK Dobbins going out first game for the year uh that doesn't doesn't help things. Um Luckily, he has some running back depth, but that was one. And then, uh, no, those were the four. I don't know. Am I missing anyone else?
1: Uh, again, I wasn't going to name names in this section, but I, I do feel like there's, there could be more. There, what about there, your brother-in-law? Not going to name names. Oh, come on. No, nope, no, nope, I'm, I'm not. But like I said, those people know who they are.
0: Okay. Well, there it is. Desperation and we too. All right. And number
1: one. All right, last observation I had. I'm going to start this observation um, with uh, reading off a couple things here. Okay, Wednesday, September 20th, 5.10 a.m., September 20th, 5.46 a.m., Wednesday, September 20th, 5.48 a.m., Wednesday, September 20th, 6.22 a.m., Wednesday, September 20th, 7.12 a.m. All of these were moves on the waiver wire um, this morning uh, by five different owners to pick up players these times are absurd. People are not waking up thinking about their families, their kids, their work. They're waking up on Wednesdays thinking about fantasy football, and our league in particular. And so my last observation is, I have never seen the league as engaged as it is now. I mean, there is a fervor among the members, um, from trades to the waiver wire I just mentioned, uh, side text, side chatter, I mean, it's incessant. Uh, I feel like every other text that comes through um, on my kind of day-to-day right now has to do with our league. And so I find it uh, very encouraging. Uh, Bob's, as the commissioner of the league, it has to just affirm you out the wazoo uh, to, to see the league at such a healthy place, to see everyone so engaged. Um, and, yeah, like just reading that waiver wire times, like to see people waking up, and before they even go take a leak, they're hitting the waiver wire. And so anyways, it's more of a kudos to you, Bob. It is an observation, but it makes me glad to be in the league. Um, my last comment on this point is, I've even had people ask me outside of the league, what's it like being in the league? So last observation, the, the league is just at, at an all-time high right now. I hope it can sustain and continue at this trajectory, uh, but it's fun to be a part of. So, Well, I, I appreciate it, Paul. I agree. I was actually
0: the 5'10 move this morning. Before yeah, you were 5'10",
1: Elliot 5'46", uh, Brad 5'48", uh, Kyle 6'22", Cabe 7'12", and Cabe 7'14". So, pretty impressive. Love it. And,
0: uh, and so, kind of going on that, I mean, there was an interesting text you, uh, you sent out as well to the group chat. Um, about some trades going around. I was pretty offended that I couldn't like that text because I have not received any trade offers.
1: Yet, uh, yet.
0: Yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, why don't you go into a little, little more about that?
1: Uh, I don't know how much it needs to be explained. I mean, I, I think that you know, it's, it's kind of a, uh, there's what's called cognitive dissonance and that's when someone's actions don't line up with their beliefs. So Elliott does not believe in the Baltimore Ravens. He would never put a player or start a player from the Ravens. Uh, But his actions, he spent all his waiver wire money on two Baltimore Ravens running backs. And so I think he's at this place of tension where he needs a wide receiver. He thought that these two running backs would be a better bargaining chip than they've turned out to be. Uh, And then he's got this uh, kind of personal block where he actually can't personally start them. And so it's just a really fascinating situation to watch. I think it's led to him proposing several desperate trades. That's why I sent the text saying, you know, like this message if Elliot's proposed a trade to you for a wide receiver from his Ravens running back. So, um, yeah, I think it's a kind of a curious thing to watch. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Uh, I'm going to make a bold statement and say Elliot ends up dropping uh, one of those two running backs. He's going to get desperate and have to hit the wire for a wide receiver. So anyways, I don't know if you have any other thoughts, Bob's, but that's my take on the matter.
0: Yeah, uh, Kyle, I mean, obviously you were wondering about these uh, Elliott trades. Why don't you uh, hit up Ryan and ask him about Elliott trades? And uh, I'm sure Ryan will will give you the the dirty details. Um, All right, Paul. Love it. Thank you. Um, What we're going to do is we are going to go over matchups here. But first, a word from our sponsor.
1: Imagine Services is your premier choice for exquisite granite countertops in the Washington metro area. Transform your kitchen or bathroom with our stunning selection of top quality granite surfaces that blend timeless elegance with modern functionality. Our skilled craftsmen meticulously cut and install each slab to perfection, ensuring durability and aesthetic excellence. With a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, Imagine Surfaces will make your dream kitchen and bathroom a reality. Experience unmatched customer service and superior craftsmanship. Elevate your space with Imagine Surfaces today. You can visit our website at www.imaginesurfaces.com and enter the code BOBCAST15 at checkout for an additional 15% off your next order. One per customer. Certain exclusions may apply. Bob, it's pretty neat that you got a sponsor. I mean, this is, this is pretty, pretty big, big news for the Bobcast. This so. is a big
0: deal. Big deal. I love it. You know, the money's rolling in. So uh, the, we appreciate the sponsor, and uh, let's get to our matchups. All right, let's go over the matchups for this coming week. You ready, Paul? Let's roll. Okay, we are going to start with the Range Goats versus Reed in the win. Right now, it's projected as 103 to 195 for Reed in the win. Of course, Cave is up to his usual BS. Uh, we have an empty running back spot, but that will be filled, uh, I assume, with Breida. Um going down. Yeah. Maybe AJ Dillon. Maybe AJ Dillon. Um, AJ Dillon kind of stinks though. Um, and then on the other side. So the other side, the first key is going to be Deshaun Watson for Phil of whether Deshaun can get it going in the pass game. Uh, obviously, Stefan Diggs uh, against the commanders. They have a big good, good up front, but their secondary can be a little iffy. Uh, Devontae Smith again going against a good run defense, so it's going to be a lot of throwing. Um and Bijan, if he can continue it. Detroit's
1: defense did not look
0: great no, last John's, week.
1: He's gonna be money this week. Yeah,
0: and so that that's gonna be that's gonna be big there. Um on Phil, the,
1: make a play for a quarterback. Your team's incredible outside Deshaun.
0: Yes, it was a great gamble. It doesn't look like it's working. Agreed. Um on the other side we have Dak starting. Uh <laughs> so oh, you okay there? Nah, just Dak starting. Yeah, it's it's gross um so and that's instead of car which is even worse um uh, dk questionable uh i know he had i think it was a rib issue uh yeah it was a uh, sore rib so we'll see if he's going to be able to get back for sunday gabe davis the hit or no hit but of course your wide receivers are always a problem ford was a massive pickup i will say it again i think he is a legit running back
1: Two or low running back one, uh low end one. We're gonna see a big week out of Kelsey too. He has yes. he obviously didn't play week one. Uh week two was was lower than what we're used to from Kelsey. I think that could really help Cade. So And he's playing Chicago. Yeah. So that's even bigger. So um so any do, any
0: other observations from you, Paul? Looking at no, our, we, we make picks on these, right? Yes, we're gonna make picks. So
1: Um, Go ahead and make your pick for this one. Um, Even though I know he caught a little flack earlier, I'm actually going to go with Cabe, Range Goats. Uh, Again, I think Kelsey's going to have a big week, and I I think that there is enough firepower still here with Saquon out where he can pull it out. Uh, Again, Phil, if you didn't have Deshaun, I would go with you, you know, 10 out of 10, but I think that's a huge question mark. All right. Well, I am going to go read in the wind, um, mm-hmm.
0: and partly because of Deshaun, I think Deshaun it's going to look ugly, but he's still going to get twenty points. I um, think this past defense is just so bad. I mean that it's just going to kind of happen. I uh, probably will have a couple turnovers in there, but yeah, I think the wide receivers are are ready for a big blow up. I'm going read in the wind All for right.
1: week three win. We should track these, see who, who gets the most
0: right. Uh, absolutely I, i'm gonna leave it up to you brad listening to this you're gonna track it and let us know all right let's go oh this is a good one loser leaves town this is probably the biggest and most influential one that we have the crosby show against the corinthian grid are the, both of them oh and two both of them are O and two Woo-hoo-hoo. so this is a big one this is this is a uh a turn and then a, a, the other one is a hole to climb out of. So, um, you know, I, of course, Corinthian grid, Jalen Hurts, um, I think we'll get that 24. McCaffrey is going to probably get 25 30. Uh, the big problem is going to be Eckler, uh, who's still questionable. He has not practiced yet this week. Um, so that's not looking good. I mean, Chuba Hubbard is not the answer there. No. And I don't think I need to go into that again. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the interesting one. I love the Bobby, Wo- Bobby Trees pickup, the Robert Woods, baby, out of Houston. Still, still getting those catches. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, so this is my thought on the Crosby show, is I don't love the team, and I was wondering why I don't love it, but I also like the team. And I think it's because there are players – there are a lot of players that can hit any week and have monster weeks, but you just don't know which one. And if they don't have a monster week, they're going to have a really bad week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we go in. Iuk is questionable. That's going to be a game-time decision. Ridley didn't have much. Houston's secondary is actually sneaky good. Um, they have given up the least fantasy points to wide receivers so far this year. Uh, so you got that going for you. Uh, starting Drake London, uh, that's that's a risk. Um, but I also agree that another observation is DeAndre Swift. You hear a lot of people saying that the Eagles are just going to make him number one running I mean, back.
1: The dude had 30 points last week that, and on your bench, James. So
0: uh, I think that is uh, that's part of the problem with DeAndre Swift is he's not going to be running back one. And as an Eagles fan, I don't want him to be running back one because he gets hurt. And I think it is going to be a full committee. And yeah, makes, but you would probably like him over Drake London. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, no, I'm still a little iffy because it's Tampa. Tampa Bay's got a really good run defense. All right. So maybe Brees Hall over Drake London, but because mm. um, I have a hard, I have a hard time believing Brees Hall is only getting four touches this upcoming week, but. Yeah, this is this is a hard one. I'm going to go Crosby Show. I think Walker same, and same. Jacobs. Jacobs had – did you know Jacobs had negative rushing yards last I week? I saw
1: that negative 0. .6. That's yeah. crazy. I think he gets it going. Ridley could have a big game. I think Justin Fields. There's been a lot of chatter about the Bears' offense. I think they're going to respond. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going Crosby Show as well.
0: Yep, and
1: in going to back to Corinthian grid, I think
0: the big players there are going to hit. But it's going to be the empty space in between that's going to be the problem.
1: We're in agreement.
0: So, all right. Let's head over to Bleeding Green Hurt So Good versus Bijan, Nijan, Dijan. All right. So I'm going to jump in first. Yes, I want boss. you to take this one.
1: You mentioned the last matchup. The matchup of the O and 2s was the biggest of the week. I actually think this is the biggest of the week. We're looking at either you being 3-0 and 0 and probably atop the league with a win. Um Brad desperately needs a win to get to two and one. It's hard to imagine a world where Brad being one and two and the momentum he's had kind of responding. So I think this is a huge turning point for both of your teams. Um, So go ahead with the breakdown, but this is my go-to. You know, this is my NBC Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. game. This is the one I'm going to be watching the whole weekend. I, I like it. So I'm just going to
0: come out straight and say it. I think I'm losing. And the reason I think I'm losing is... Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson going against the Chargers, whose pass defense is god awful. I mean, Ryan Canahill was throwing it on them last week. Um, I this is not an exaggeration. I think Kirk Cousins puts up forty points and Justin Jefferson puts up thirty points. Um, and I so I think I am I am going in a hole with those two. And I just don't think no matter. How good, it turns out. I think I'm going to have a better week last week, Puka,
1: my boy Puka. 35, 35 receptions through two weeks. He Incredible is, stuff. He is
0: the real deal. Um, and I'm, there's still a lot of question marks around Amaz St. Brown if he's playing or not. Oh, so, I think he's
1: good to go. He's going to be fine.
0: So we'll see. But yeah, I think uh, Bijan Nijan Dijon takes this one. Um, all
1: right. Yeah. What do you, What do you? Well, think I mean, this isn't just to flatter the host here, but I'm going bleeding green. hurts so good. I think you're going to pull it out. I think it's going to be close, and I think both are going to score above their their uh, whatever Yahoo anticipates. I think it's going to be like a one twelve to one o nine game. So, but I'm going you, Bob. All right. Give Give me the players that you think are going to be the difference in this matchup. Uh, let's see. Well, I think for you, I do think Gibbs is due to have a big week. Mm-hmm. I think like you know they're working him in, they're they're kind of getting him into a lather. I think he's gonna have a big week. Um, I mean, if Hogginson can just continue what he's been doing, mm-hmm. I think that would be huge. My flyer for you, I think where it hinges is Trevor. He had a great first week. Last week, you are like, where is the dude? I think if he can if he can give you twenty five points, I really think you win it. Uh, but for me, that's that's kind of the big the big question mark on your team. Cousins and Jefferson are going to do their thing, but I've got other questions about Brad's team. I mean, Hunter Henry, really, we want to we want to rely on that. You know, Pittsburgh defense scored two two touch or two touchdowns this past week. That's not going to happen again. So um, I think it'll be close. Uh, I think Trevor's the key for you, um, and I think it's going to be tight. All right, there it is. All right, next one.
0: Let's go to the one-legged trub versus red zone capital management. Uh, this one looks like it's going to be close Going on uh, Red Zone Capital Management Of course they have I mean, the key and the trump card Is Dallas's defense going against Arizona Trump card? I thought you said we were going to keep politics out of this That was the uh, one thing you told me I, 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 I nagged on that real quick okay. Especially when it All comes right. to Dallas Okay um, So, yeah Dallas' defense is going to feast on Arizona That is not That shouldn't even be on TV Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 15, 20 points Mm -hmm. on that. Um, but Justin Herbert is going to have a big game against Minnesota. Uh, again, not a great defense and the chargers and Vikings have to win this one. That is a loser leaves town, right? That is. So there, there's going to be a lot of points over is definitely going to be in play. Um, well, we'll see Miles Sanders. Uh, he's getting the touches. It's just Carolina's offensive line is not very good, so he's not very efficient with his touches. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Lamar, I think he's back. They That offense looked to be clicking, and I think it's going to continue to click against Indianapolis. A.J. Brown pitched a fit last week, so he is going to get targeted a yeah. bunch this week. Um Jalen Waddle is in concussion protocol, so that could be a big issue. Yeah, I
1: read today's progressing, you know, kind of checking all the boxes to be good to go for Sunday. So okay. question mark, but it's it's looking good for you, Ryan, that he'll start.
0: And uh I mean the big the big hole is that that number two running back. Right now it's Roshan Johnson. Again, I think Roshan by mid year, that is gonna be a huge pickup. I don't think he's there yet. Yep. Um so I think that's gonna be a pretty big hole. Um, but Nico Collins, that's another one. We'll see if he can continue that momentum. He has been awesome so yeah. far. Those All the uh, Texans wide receivers have had the number two in scoring overall of all wide receiver groups. Impressive. So – um i am going uh red zone capital management on this one i think herbert and dallas's defense are are the key
1: here what do you think man this is close And i was just singing kyle's praises um having nothing to do with him i actually do think that ryan's gonna slightly pull this one out i think ryan's do i think he's got a lot of upside on his team i mean a.j brown waddell pollard Lamar, like these are guys that can go off for 35 or 40 points, you know, and it wouldn't surprise you. And so I think he's due to have one of those weeks. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Ryan, even though I'm, I'm still very impressed with Kyle's team. I like it. So Ryan going two and one.
0: That'd be big. All right. So we only have, well, no, here we go. Colonels and our double down Dabo champion right here. Brother-in-law versus uh, the old friend who moved away. Uh,
1: Well, actually, brother-in-law, Vert's wedding photographer. Oh, there you go. Patrick shot Sam's wedding. So there you go. There's history in this matchup.
0: Brutal. Um, So Joe Burrow is obviously a huge question, um, and it's not looking good. So quarterback, that is going to have to be – I mean, Anthony Richardson looked really good before he got hurt. uh, And I don't think they're going to rush him back. and. Jim Bob Cooter, great name, offensive coordinator for Indianapolis, has said that they're not going to deviate from their plans to run Richardson just because he got the concussion. They know it's a strength, so he is going to score coming here on out. Um, but Jamar Chase and T. Higgins will take a hit if Burrow's is not playing.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know who their backup is. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping Pat makes a good move or like we talked about earlier. Um, but I think this is a great matchup, and I think... I think both both teams are kind of poised to have a breakout, so it's not quite as desperation mode as the the Elliot James matchup, but I, I do think there's urgency for both teams, um, and so I'm I think it's going to be close. I mean, I do like I love the Russell Wilson pickup. I hate I had to drop him. I think it was smart of Sam to grab him right away, uh, and you know he had a big week last week. I think if that continues and he just gets the kind of the regular production that that Derrick Henry usually gives you, Devontae Adams like. I, I, Probably like Sam's team by just a little bit. Uh, I think it'll be close. I'll probably go Sam in this one.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, looking at Sam's team, the one that j- jumps out is Moser. Um, I think he he had Moser on the bench last week, correct? And Jamal Williams in. Mm-hmm. Um, Moser obviously had a great game, and most he looks Moser, Moser, sorry, most uh, and uh, he looks to be the bell cow for now. The problem with Moser is Moser, Moser, most uh is. He gets hurt a lot, and he has only finished one complete season in his 13-year career. Do you know he has been in the league 13 years? I never would have guessed that. That
1: Yeah. Totally anecdotal, but I saw an article today where there's a uh, college football tight end applying for his ninth year of eligibility to the NCAA. How That's that? wild. But what Start, is he? He's like started 35? His- That's crazy. He graduated high school in 2016. Here we are, 2023, Jeez. still playing college football. Anyways, sorry for the rabbit trail. No,
0: that was great. But uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, overall, Colonels is going to win this one. I think the wide receivers are going to do well. Derrick Henry still being efficient. I think the big thing with Derrick Henry is he is involved in the passing game. So he's getting the PPR points and it's not just running the ball up the middle. Um, so yeah, I'm willing Colonels with this one.
1: I guess that just leaves uh, me and Robert as the last one, huh? Yes, I
0: see. This is another NBC game right here for me. These are two powerhouses. Obviously, Robert had a slow first week and a big comeback week. Um, so, uh, Paul, why don't you why don't you go over your starting lineup and what you're thinking with your starting lineup, and then I'll, I'll preview uh, Robert's
1: here. Yeah, my starting lineup's not set. I mean, I have a deep team, so like I've still got you know Tyler Lockett on the bench and. Uh, Kyron Williams, Jerry Judy. So there's some guys that I may work in the starting lineup. It's not set, but I do feel good about my team. I don't feel good about it in relationship to Roberts. Uh, but I, I'm, I mean, obviously Josh Allen, he's what I hoped he would be. Hopefully he can continue. Uh, if Tyree could have another big week, he kind of regressed a bit in week two. If he could give me a little more of what he did in week one, I'd feel even better about this matchup. Uh, Najee Harris has me banging my head against the wall. So not sure what I'm gonna do there. James Conner's been a very pleasant surprise. So, yeah, I feel like I've got pieces. I, I feel like I could win this matchup, um, but it certainly feels a little bit to me like a, a bit of a David versus Goliath. I mean, I look across the lane and, you know, you got Mahomes, CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen. Like, I mean, just that alone, like, you know, keeps me up at night. And so, Debo Samuel in the flex, that's really strong. Uh, I, I just think that Robert's floor is higher. Um, and we both have pretty high ceilings but his floor is a bit higher and and I think if if offenses continue some of their fits and starts like we've seen in week 1 and week 2 I think Roberts has has got you know a little bit more firepower to to see him through there so That's my take. I I do think it'll be close um, within, I'm going to call it within 12 points, uh, but I think Robert gets the win. Interesting. So the big hole I'm looking at
0: Roberts right now is running backs. White is going against Philly's defensive line and Robertson against Buffalo's. So that that is a problem. However, you have Patrick Mahomes going against Chicago and... That could be a 40-point game
1: for Mahomes, very busy. They literally may sit him halfway through the third quarter just to rust him. I yes. mean, it's going, to be, it's going to be painful. Now,
0: it is interesting with you having Mike Williams starting and Keenan Allen starting, so whoever gets the most touches there, again, that's going to be a game where the Chargers are going off. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if one of them has multiple touchdowns. I think both of them have touchdowns uh yeah this is going to be an interesting one i am going to go please don't let me be last uh mainly because of your running backs Najee obviously is struggling um and Jabe connor james connor has been decent but he's going against dallas right and uh so i think that that's just not going to carry it and it's going to, not going to be able to cancel out where it looks like robert's going to be his weakness this week so i'm going
1: robert for this one that's fair yeah, awesome Paul well what do you think your first your first Bobcast oh man it's been thrilling uh, it's been exciting I was a bit nervous coming into it I feel like my nerves settled down as we started to kind of get into it uh, but I've loved being a part Bob so I really appreciate you having me and um, just opening the mic up and sharing it so looking forward to this week and just pumped about the rest of the year with the league so love it man well thanks for joining us everyone
0: thank you Subscribe, rate, and review. And with that, press that like button. Like that, but smash it. Smash that like button. With that, peace out.